Before we get into the episode, I just wanted to announce that I am taking on a new wave of coaching clients. So if you are interested in recovery coaching and receiving more support, then I would love to be of service to you. You can go to the link in the show notes and you'll be redirected to a Google form where you can enter into your email and I will be emailing you and That way we can have a free 15-minute consultation to talk and discuss what you're looking for and see if coaching would align with you. So thank you so much, and I hope you enjoy this episode. Hi, and welcome to the Take the Cake podcast. I'm your host, Kate Noel. I love honest health and wellness, and I'm so happy you're here. Thank you for tuning in and enjoy the show. Hello, and welcome or welcome back to the Take the Cake podcast. My name is Kate Noel, and I am super happy to be here, here as in in your ears. Thank you for listening. Thank you for tuning in. Um, And yeah, it's a rainy day today. It's been raining in LA for like three months. It really seems like it's been raining for like six months. I don't, I think that's me exaggerating. Um, And I don't love it when people complain about the weather because especially people who like me who live in LA, like, why are you complaining about the weather? But I'm going to do it anyways and be like, dang, I am ready for spring and summer. Actually, it's the first day of spring. So let's see it, sun. Let's see the sun. You know, I'm just kind of trying to cheer the weather on here. Anyways, wow. I am so happy to be here because I'm going to talk about weight gain. And this is a pretty popular... A topic. I get a lot of DMs and a lot of questions about my experience with weight gain because I had I had that experience in my healing journey. I am going to be giving you six things that helped me on my weight gain journey, and some of these might be repeats I've talked about before. Some of them might not be, but regardless, hopefully this can help you and encourage you and inspire you if you are in the process of weight gain. Um, first of all, I want to preface and give a little disclaimer, a little pre-lude uh, to this episode by saying, I've never experienced life in a larger body. I've never experienced the stigma and um, the treatment of people in larger bodies. So I truly can't speak from those people's experiences. I highly recommend educating yourself, regardless of if you are somebody who does have a larger body or not, to um, educate yourself on, you know, what is it like for people who do have these stigmas and this societal pressure and this shame and these assumptions based on, you know, who they are and what their life is like based on their their body size. There's so much um, that people with larger bodies have to face that I don't have to face. Um, So I just want to disclose that I'm certainly not somebody who is coming from, you know, the body positive movement. That's just not my place to speak. And um, I highly recommend finding creators and other podcast hosts and other, um, you know, people to look up to, uh, advocates and activists who do experience life in a larger body. Um, So just want to disclose that. This episode is more so coming from the angle of I 
you know, had a very restrictive eating disorder and my eating disorder manifested physically for me, um, with really unhealthy weight loss. And, um, at times it didn't, but there was a time that it did. And, uh, throughout my recovery, I needed to gain, um, what I would say like a pretty significant amount of weight. Like, it's not like I had to gain, I'm not going to list any numbers, but I did have to gain, gain weight. So really this episode is more so for people who are, you know, maybe they know they need to gain some weight or they're interested in, um, what life would be like if they had a little bit more weight. I don't know. There's so many reasons why people, um, could want or need to gain weight. I think that's like a really big issue with our uh, society is that we assume that everyone needs to lose weight and everyone could could shed a few pounds. And there's really not a lot of conversation about how weight loss is not always a good thing for somebody. It can be a result of trauma. It can be a result of of restricting. It can be a result of dieting. It can be um, an emotional response. It could be like a. It could be so many things. And and we we, we don't we can't, you can't assume and you can't guess that um, just because somebody is gaining weight that doesn't mean it's a bad thing. Often, if somebody if somebody's body wants to gain weight for whatever reason, or their mind wants to gain weight, or somebody wants to gain weight or needs to gain weight. It's not um, up to us to decide if that's good or bad, right? I think just keeping that in mind. And the point of this episode is to hopefully encourage people out there who are interested in gaining weight, um, the positives of gaining weight. I've talked a lot about the positives of gaining weight on my social media. Um, this episode's for you if, if you feel this conflicting uh, thoughts of there's a part of you that is grieving maybe what you're suffering and and what your older thin body might give to you and then um and then there's another side of you that's like I really really know in my healthy mind that uh I need to gain weight and for me I had these two conflicting voices going on at the same time and I really had to kind of break down the deeper layers as to why I was actually afraid of gaining weight. What was I actually afraid of? I had to examine my own fat phobia because I certainly had lots of that. Um, And so I had to really ask myself why I was so, um, like why weight loss was so highly aligned with me and and what it meant for me. For me, it meant this a false sense of control, this false sense of specialness. It meant uh, a distraction from my like adult responsibilities in my life. It was obviously tied into my, well, maybe not obviously, I, I do modeling, I'm a model. And um, it was tied into that world for me. Um, and there was just so much, really, it was honestly mostly my fat phobia. I just really was so afraid of being unloved and and perceived as lazy and I don't even know what it was. It was just so much fear that I had. And I'm not proud of that. I look back and I think, shit, that sucks that I had that. But I also am so grateful that I'm able to recognize that now and able to speak about it now. All this to say, I'm going to give you um, six things that I've thought of that really helped me cope with the part of my 
I guess, brain that was like, don't gain weight. You don't need to gain weight. Um, the grieving, the grieving I had to do, it was definitely a process. You know, my, my weight loss promised me so much that I didn't ever get, like it was, they were broken promises. They weren't real. And I had to really grieve the fact that I spent so many years of my life suffering and putting my body and my mind through the ringer to try and get something that I was never going to actually have. That's very real. So um, these are just some things that helped me to cope with that and kind of quiet that voice and keep myself in check and on the road to gaining a healthy, gaining weight um, so that my body was healthy. Okay. Number one, it, oh, these aren't in any particular order. Number one I have here is to buy clothes that really fit you. This might seem obvious, but when I was in the process of gaining weight and just was experiencing my body changing, what it felt like every single day, um, I was so hesitant to buy clothes that actually fit me. I First of all, I really didn't know what size I was going to be. I had like body dysmorphia. So I was like, I don't even really know what size I am now, but I really had this attachment to the numbers. Um, the sizes on clothes really were super important to me. And thinking about not being the smallest or second to smallest or third to smallest size, whatever it was, was really scary for me. Uh, again, this idea of specialness that I had in my mind that wasn't real. Um, it was re- it felt real. That's the problem, right? It feels real, even though it's not. So I, I remember buying, finally just pulling the trigger and buying a pair of jeans that were like a size that I didn't even imagine I would ever be. Like I, I, the number was so different and so scary that I was like, I just can't even believe, I can't even imagine this would be my reality. And for me, buying clothes that actually fit me was really like ripping off a band-aid. It was like the first time I did it, I was like, ouchies, that hurt so badly. But then after, never felt that pain again. Like, honestly, I really didn't. I I think it's one of those things that once you live in clothes that actually fit your body, everything feels better and easier. And I don't know if anyone out there is listening. I'm going to call somebody out, maybe. So hopefully... This doesn't make you feel too uncomfortable, but I was the type of person, I'll admit, who I thought, well, I'll just go up one size. I'll just go up like one size. Uh, And I didn't go up one size. I went up a lot more sizes than one. And so that's the thing. When I I say buy clothes that really fit you, I'm not talking about creeping up on that little ladder. I'm like, no, face your own reality and buy clothes that fit. Obviously, well, maybe this isn't obvious, but in weight gain, oftentimes we don't know where our bodies are going to land because we might have to gain more weight than we think or whatever the case might be. We, we might not know where our bodies will land. Um, and because of that, I think it's really, really crucial at this time of your life to try and buy clothes secondhand, try and buy clothes that are used, um, buy clothes that aren't super uh, like size specific, meaning like if you buy a pair of jeans, get jeans that have some elastic um, or spandex in them or stretchy fabric, Um, a lot of drawstring type of pants. I wore a lot of yoga pants and flowy pants and sweatpants, if I'm being honest. And same with the tops, right? Like buy clothes that are a little bit more 
um, that fit more sizes in general. Um, I don't feel like it's the best time to be like, I'm going to be a size 10 and I'm going to buy all these nice pants that are exactly a size 10. Um, and I would always err on if you really, really want something, buy it, buy it in a couple sizes, maybe even three sizes, and then return the ones that don't fit and just fully surrender to the process. Doing modeling, I've fit so many types of clothes and firsthand experience sizing is all over the place, all across different brands. No matter if you're buying a pair of $20 pants or if you're buying a pair of $400 pants, the sizing is really not standardized. Even though there's sample size, it's pretty much all over the place. So just keeping that in mind that every single brand, even across internally in brands, every single like pair of pants might be fit differently and have different sizing. So keeping that in mind, um, well, I, I think it's just so important to do this. And maybe it's as obvious, maybe I'm spending too much time on this point, but it's really important to buy clothes that you feel good in that fit you. And also in my weight gain journey, I kind of had a revamp of my style. It was kind of a fun opportunity for me to rediscover the style that I really wanted to emulate and have. And I mean, I'm always doing that now, even to this day, but it was a good opportunity for me to like, look back at my clothes and be like, how much of my like insecurities were making me dress in like a certain gaze, you know, they call it like the male gaze or something uh, where I really felt like it was a good opportunity for me to tap into like a style that felt really good to me. Okay. My next tip is to Expose yourself to you. Now, this might be controversial. Also, I want to preface, I'm not a doctor. I'm not somebody who is an eating disorder expert, a weight gain expert. Again, this is generally for people who are just interested in what weight gaining weight might do for them. Um, this isn't like clinical advice or anything like that. So, um, but I feel like this might be controversial, but for me, I really had to expose myself to me. Meaning as I was gaining weight, I would hear a lot of people say things like avoid the mirrors, which I think is so good. Avoid body checking in the mirror, right? Like I definitely think that is very sound advice to avoid body checking, like picking apart your body, touching yourself, looking at yourself every time you're in the mirror, like critically analyzing your body. None of that. That's, that's not good. That doesn't ever really lead to good experiences. What I am talking about is intentionally sitting in front of the mirror, intentionally dancing around naked, and actually really looking at yourself. So often of my life, I think I talked about this on my last podcast last week, but I avoided even like looking or touching the parts of my body that I was insecure about, like my arms and my stomach. I couldn't even touch them. I couldn't even look at them. And it was really important for me to break that uh, as I was in the process of gaining the weight because I knew it was not sustainable for me to never look at myself again. Like surely I would look at myself in the future. I want to know generally like what I look like and I'm going to see myself in photos and whatever else. So I didn't necessarily have the intention of I'm going to look at myself in the mirror and touch my own stomach and touch my arms and dance naked around my room with the intention of loving my body. But if that happens, great. But my intention more so was I want to connect with myself. I want to see myself, even if it makes me cry, even if, even if seeing my stomach soften up brings up a lot of emotion, obviously, like if this is so hard for you, don't, don't do it. Right. I mean, you have to use, protect yourself. Right. But for me, 
it was important to expose myself to me in a very intentional and and kind of like strategic way where, you know, maybe once a week or so I would just dim the lights down low. I would stand or sit naked in front of the mirror. I would meditate before. I would touch my hands to my belly. I would touch my other hand to my heart and I would just feel myself and feel and say an affirmation over and over to myself, something like, you are a soft and beautiful woman who deserves love. I just made that up off the top of my head. Something that's really relevant to you and really connecting to yourself. That is so, so important, I think, in this process because I remember feeling naturally like I wanted to run away from myself when I was gaining weight. I didn't I didn't recognize myself. I didn't understand, you know, how I was going to be distinguished in this world. And so it was really important for me to really actually finally connect with myself in this way, even though, like I said, it brought up a lot of emotions and it was not easy. It was very critically important for me. Kind of on the same note, my next tip is to have a routine of relaxation, um, some sort of daily practice you can do self-care for me this was laying on my pemf mat meditating i still do this every night but i really needed to have this routine of relaxation of connection every single day um and so i like i said meditating journaling even just doing a daily affirmation to yourself this is a little different from the first point because i don't not necessarily doing it naked, you can, but really having a relaxation routine and a grounding routine was crucial for me during my weight gain experience because it allowed me to set intentions for the day or for the night. And it was a good time for me to reflect back on my day. And I think most importantly, look back on my day and think, okay, like how did my day go? What could I have done differently? What will I do differently in the future? Not in like a mean way where I'm like, shame on you, Kate, you did this wrong, but in a way that's like loving and appreciative of, of my efforts and um, just more reflective, right? And I'm all about like failure is really an opportunity to grow. So not that I would think back on my mistakes as failures, but I would really just look critically back at my days and reflect back on what could I have done differently or what will I do differently in the future to focus more on how I can love myself and accept this process. And really like I spent a lot of nights just with the word acceptance and surrender. Acceptance is not easy. I think like you Google, I don't know, you can Google something like how to gain weight and make it okay. Like how to be okay with gaining weight, how to deal with weight gain. So many people are like practice acceptance. And you're like, yeah, okay. How? <laughs> like, great. Um, so it takes a long time to accept. And it's for me, I think acceptance happens with life experience, to be honest, at least for me it did. So I couldn't really accept my reality until I had a, enough life experience, enough living in my weight gain, enough experiencing life in my body that was healthy before I could really accept it fully. And I think that's okay. I think it's okay to allow for self-acceptance and acceptance of your situation, acceptance of weight gain. Uh, it's okay if that takes some time. Um, I don't know anyone who can just 
wake up one day and be like, yep, I accept my weight gain. It's totally fine. If you are out there, amazing. Good for you. Shout out to you. I don't know anyone like that though. The next thing that really helped me a lot was to have resources. Um, I really recommend the book Health at Every Size by Lindo Bacon. They are an incredible author who just, this book really radically changed my perspective on weight loss, weight gain, on dieting, on uh, yo-yo dieting throughout your life, on what it means to be healthy, and really uh, getting rid of the stigmas and, and debunking a lot with scientific evidence and anecdotal stories and just a really, really good book if you would like to learn more about um especially in America, but I think all over the world, how incredibly uh, toxic diet culture is and how rooted it is even in parts of life where you don't even think it is. It's, it's just a really, really brilliant book and it's uh, very fascinating. So it's called Health at Every Size. And I, yeah, it's just an incredible book. So I really recommend having resources where you can really learn about weight and how much stigma there is, how many conflicting studies there are, how much money and propaganda there is from literally the beginning of our lives all the way throughout our lives, how much we really as people need to protect ourselves and how that takes some major intention to do. And, and it's, it's a life journey, I think, because if you're living in 2023, you're living in reality. If you're buying food from the grocery store, if you're buying food out at restaurants, if you're just watching TV, if you're consuming any media, you are exposing yourself to diet culture. Um, and so this book really helped me. And there are tons of other books that can help you to break uh, the stigmas and examine your own you know, diet culture bias and uh, phobias. But really just resources in general surrounding yourself with really positive in Instagram accounts and TikTok accounts, maybe taking a break from social media for a while and having, you know, going to support groups is a great way, having resources, getting professional help, like doing everything you can to protect yourself during this really vulnerable time of your life is, is critical. Okay. The next one is also might be a little bit controversial and this is obviously for people who are clear to move their body and exercise, but I think it's so important to find your own healthy movement philosophy. Um, for me, finding healthier ways to move my body felt so important. Um, so obviously, if you aren't supposed to be working out or exercising, this is not applicable to you. Because I highly recommend taking a break from exercise and movement if it's something that you are obsessively thinking about or compulsively doing. Um Obviously, I'm not a doctor. I can't tell you if you can or can't exercise or should or shouldn't, anything like that. But um, I was fine with working out. Um, it just kind of was an unhealthy thing for me. So I really had to find a healthy way to move my body, healthier ways to move my body. For me, that meant yoga, stretching, walks, uh, not counting my steps, but walks that were, felt really gentle and nice. And then my last tip, number six, is very similar, but it's about food. There's a lot of rules out there, food rules, whether you are trying to break away from diet culture or you are, you know, and have your own food rules. 
there's so many food rules. And for me, I think it was important for me not to just get rid of my values when it came to food, but to kind of reframe why, why food was so important to me. Anytime we're stressed about something, like if you're really stressed about weight and food, then that just means you have a lot of care for it. And I think anytime we can reframe our stress into a healthy idea, it's so much better. There's not shame attached to it when we can do that. Instead of being like, my thoughts are wrong, we can just say, my thoughts need to be redirected into a healthier way of thinking. So for me, that meant creating my own unique food philosophy based on my values, which are, I like to buy organic berries and organic produce when I can, but not all the time. I don't buy organic bananas. I don't buy organic avocados, really. Um, I don't always buy organic. I like to buy grass-fed when I can, but I don't always do that. I like to shop at farmer's markets sometimes. I like to generally make my own lunches and dinners, but I love going out to eat once or twice a week and definitely on the weekends. I love brunch. I love savory breakfast. So these are all things that maybe I at one point had a lot of food rules attached to, but in reality, I just had a food philosophy that I could, that was healthy and that I could rely on. Um, and so I think kind of reframing again, what movement, your movement philosophy, like why do you want to move your body and why do you want to eat the way that you want to eat? And for me, that helped me with my weight gain journey because I just felt like I had more autonomy over my life. And when I was in the process of gaining weight, I certainly needed every ounce of autonomy I could find. So those are my tips. <laughs> what do we think? I, uh, I'm sending you love. If you are in the, this process, it is so beautiful that you're standing up for yourself, trying something new, and I'm, I've been there and it's well worth it. So let me know what y'all thought of this episode if you'd like to. Um, thank you so, so, so much for listening. If you like this episode, you could leave me a rating and a review. It's super helpful. And, um, or if you didn't like it, go ahead and leave me a rating. Leave me a one star. It's okay. I'll be okay. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, yes. Thank you so much for listening and I'll see y'all in the next episode. Take the cake next week. Bye.